We're sitting down here with a comedian from Chicago who, uh, he's a talented comedian, Chris Higgins, producer of the Chill as Fuck show that's going on right now, and hilarious stand-up comedian I got to work with in the past. We're going to talk to him about his dealings in the stand-up comedy scene, both in Chicago and some out-of-state uh, locations he's been to, as well as uh, his experience with producing. Cue the music. Welcome everyone to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. As I said before, I'm sitting down with the hilarious Christopher Higgins. Hello. Hello indeed, Christopher. <laughs> Sorry, did uh, I interrupt you? My bad. No, no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's great. I'll just cut out all your audio. <laughs> you don't need to You're actually done. be here. This has been great. I've been Brandon. <laughs> this is just for show. Yeah. But... Uh, Before uh, we get started with our conversation, Chris, I'll just do all my plugs, get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. So, Entertainment Buffet Podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. It helps us uh, reach a bigger audience if you leave those reviews. So, please, uh, if you do, we'll read it on the next podcast, whether it's hate or love. You know, we'll give you a shout out regardless. Um, you can also check out the podcast if you're an Apple hater on Podbean, Blueberry, Stitcher, Google Play. Tune in. I think that's one. Whoever the fuck doesn't matter. I tried to put it a bunch of free places as I could for you guys. So check those out as well. If you want to check out, uh, check out the Entertainment Buffet YouTube channel. We have web shows, sketches, some other podcasts that I work with. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, EntertainmentBuffet.com. Tons of new content coming your way, guys, in the next couple months. So subscribe so you don't miss out on that as well. And lastly, I'd just love to give a shout-out to some other friend uh, friend of the show's podcast, uh, Movie Trailer Trash. You can check that out on iTunes, as well as the Brothers Marvel and the Slobberknocker podcast. Those are all dealing with movie trailers, comics, wrestling, a little bit of everything. Love those podcasts. Love those guys. Check them out. Give them some love as well. But uh, let's not waste any more time. Episode 16, we're sitting down here with Chris Higgins. So how are you doing today, Chris? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm not too bad. You know, a little bit of a flustered day, but, you know, that shit happens yeah. when you're on vacation and supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get busy, you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, both in general, and maybe we can get into how, how we met right on um, earlier this year. All right, yeah, I'm uh, Chris Higgins, as, as you said. Uh, I'm from Colorado originally, Boulder, Colorado. Um Moved to Chicago about a year and a half ago, uh, and uh, yeah, I've been doing stand up for about three. I don't really know how many years I've been doing it, but I've been thinking about it forever. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've been doing stand up, and I do improv as well around the city, um, and and write sketches. So um, I'm a man of uh, a jack of all trades like yourself. Well, that sounded so douchey to say. Um, <laughs> I was I was gonna say a jack of all trades. <laughs> God, kill me. Uh, <laughs> Guys, he's talented in multiple things. Yeah, no, I'm just Respect doing, him. not talented, just doing a lot of things. <laughs> there, I feel like there were some shitty jesters out there. That's what I immediately think of when I hear jack of all trades. Like a shitty jester. Um, but yeah, I also, I produced the uh, Chill as Fuck show at, um, at, in Judy's Beat Lounge. 
Orange at the Second City um, every Saturday at 1030. Um, and then I've produced a couple other shows around the uh, the town. Crash Course Comedy was at Public House Theater. We are currently homeless right now, um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll figure something out soon. Um, and yeah, life's good. Love Chicago. Been yeah. here for about a year and a half now. So yeah, you're a busy man. <laughs> yeah, definitely a busy man. Tried, uh, that's why I moved here. Be busy. We'll get to our uh, LOL of the week. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is always a, a funny picture, video, GIF, story, something that uh, just made you laugh in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll, I'll start with mine. Um, so. Last few days, uh, my grandma recently got out of the hospital. Um, she's uh, almost eighty-five now, and uh, she is the stereotypical like she's like four foot eight, sassy grandmother, and she cracks me up constantly. And you know, it's the type of sassiness that like you know, she's not going for a laugh, but it's just so funny because she's such a tiny person. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, we're always trying to do puzzles with her, you know, because we don't want her just sitting watching TV all day. And so we always have a puzzle on the table. I'm kind of doing some. I take a break because, you know, I fucking hate puzzles, to be honest. And uh, I take a break and I go sit down. And she's sitting at the table and she looks down at the puzzle and she goes, You think you people would be done with this already? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, feel free to step in, Graham. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to help, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> did she help? Uh, she did. Oh. And uh, it's funny is because she, uh, you know, since so she has the little arm, she can't exactly reach the pieces. And I'll be grabbing a piece. And she's like, no. What? Grab that one. Yeah. I was like, this one? She's like, yeah. I was like, where's it go? She's like, over there. And I'm like, geez, like you 85 and With you still got eyes. like Hawkeyes. Nice. <laughs> but I, yeah, I definitely got to crack up by that because she just, she, <laughs> she's been doing it for years, but she is just very blunt and direct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just doesn't, uh, isn't afraid to just speak up and just like, you think you people would be done with this already? <laughs> <laughs> Grandmas are good like that. They will yeah. say whatever the hell they want. Yeah. So, uh, mine. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Um, let's see here. Um, it's, it's an old gift, but I saw it again this week and it just always makes me laugh. So super hard. It's oh, like, there's always a standard one. Yeah. It just every time it'll make me like <laughs> have to fight a laugh at work, you know? Um, and it, um, it's just like in somewhere in Eastern Europe and this guy is running up a car, um, and then down it and he's got a bucket on his head. Um, and the dude chasing him kicks the bucket off of his head and underneath his bucket, is just a smaller bucket. <laughs> it's just so stupid, but it, it just gets me every single time. And the guy is just running so like drunkenly, like over a car, you know, he like goes up the hood and like back down the backside and this dude kicks his head and he's got another bucket <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty good now yeah. I, uh, I think I may have seen that before but now I definitely want to <laughs> oh it's so good yeah we had the pleasure of meeting uh now that I'm thinking about it, probably oh, yeah. almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it was back in January where we did the first ever Entertainment Buffet live show. And uh, when I was reaching out to have some more uh, younger, uh, talented comedians in the area, uh, I was reaching out on all the social medias. You got in contact with me, yeah. sent me some of your videos. I was like, we got to have this guy on. I also got some good word from Joel and some other comedians. So I was like, all right. He's hilarious in the videos. I've gotten good compliments from some other people I know. 
gotta gotta book this guy. Sweet, that's <laughs> awesome. I didn't know Joel and people recommendations. That's awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Joel and other comedians. Uh, <laughs> that means a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a great show. I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, I think I, did I, I open the show? I think. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah you were the first stand up to come on after uh, me and my co host. Yeah. So, yeah, you uh, you kicked it off with a bang. Yeah, it was a fun time. I've you could have totally a... killed the mood. <laughs> could have, but yeah. <laughs> if I didn't already when I was hosting, mm-hmm. uh, you could have. No, you, you didn't. That was fun. That was a good show, top to bottom. That yeah. was really fun. I uh, had a good fucking time for yeah, sure. Five, I, uh, five I especially minutes. enjoyed your. Uh, movie narrator voice because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I used to do that as a kid uh, so <laughs> when when you uh, you're another uh, taller bearded gentleman such as I <laughs> and then you're doing that I was like luckily I don't do that in my stand up but you're doing it I was just like oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that finds that humorous oh it's the, I love that voice <laughs> it's such a goofy voice yeah like that Welcome to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. In a world. Yeah, in a world. (laughs) Yeah, there we could just have the, let's just do this the whole time. (laughs) Special edition of the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. Movie trailer voices with Chris and Brandon. You should do some like sound design, get some like jets, jet flyovers. (laughs) Explosions. Explosions. Some opera. I was going to say some opera music. (laughs) A few notes in there. (laughs) That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned before you uh, are not only a comedian, but you also produce the the Chillest Fuck Show. Would you like yeah. to tell a little bit about that? Because I've, sure. uh, I've, I've personally seen some highlights online, but unfortunately I, I haven't been able to come check it out. Um, but uh, I've been meaning to for a while, but I only hear good things. Uh, yeah. I've always seen you post about it. and I mean, the show's still going, so the place you're performing at must like you guys too. <laughs> yeah, it's going well. We couldn't be more happy about it. I produce it with four other people, um, Natalie Carneal, Hobart Thompson, uh, Connor King, and Ralph Laguerre. Um, they're all comedians in the area. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we uh, have been at Second City for, uh, I think March was our first date there. So nice. coming up on, like, five months now. Uh, no, my math's not right there. <laughs> Holy shit. We're Don't past worry. six months. We're, we're comedians. We're not mathematicians. We're past six months. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, it's seven months now. <laughs> that was not good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've been going there um, off and on. Like, I think we've had, we had a one-off and then um, a couple of, like two-offs and then two one-month runs in the span of like 90 days. And now we're in the middle of a uh, um, three-month run, um, which is technically contractually. It was one month and then two months um, at at, sec- at the Second City. So um, it's been really fun. I love producing that show. It's, and the, like, uh, the other producers bring so much. Like We all have a very different energies when we're trying to like book, book, book things and put people up. And the show, every show is different. Never know what we're going to get. Like We don't really have a set number of, you know, it's a variety show. So we'll, we always definitely want like music, comedy. Some stuff that uh, might not make you laugh, might make you think, or um, just, you know, music, comedy, improv, different types of, of course. just every, anything, anything new. Um, and so it's, and like, uh, so it's a really fun show to book for sure, because we're always um, looking for different art and stuff like that to book. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's one reason I've especially wanted to check it out was not only because uh, you're a part of it, but because the variety show aspect, because uh, that's... I've only produced a couple uh, couple shows myself mm-hmm. um, with Entertainment Buffet Live. Uh, we wanted that to be stand-up 
improv sketch like I wanted it to be literally like a buffet of entertainment <laughs> yeah and it's, it seems like that's uh, my wife hates that joke <laughs> <laughs> hey it's what it is I, I swear every time I say it she's just like do you want a divorce <laughs> oh, hey it's a good joke <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, and so like when I would see the highlights of your show, like I, I like shows that are a little bit of everything because when I would when I did live down here for five years, you know, when you're on a fixed income, there's only so many shows you want to pay to go see. Mm-hmm. And you know, sure, it's fun to see some standups, but like if it's just going to be an hour of two of nonstop standups, or if it's improv that for all we know they could just not be on that night, or yeah. you know, it's it's nice with the variety because. You could like the first person. You could be like, oh, the next person was okay. And then mm-hmm. you got a new person back up. And yeah. there's a little bit of everything for everyone. So there's definitely highs and lows in every show. We've been riding a pretty good wave right now <laughs> of just just some... I mean, I don't even know how it happens sometimes. You, you Sometimes you make these calls to Second City's box office in the morning. And you're like, how many tickets do we have sold? And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you only have eight tickets sold. And the place seats like <laughs> 60. And you're like... Fantastic. <laughs> Great. This is going to be that one where we end the streak. And then just somehow, I don't know. Last minute uh, What keeps walk-ins. happening? It's, yeah, just, it keeps, like, being relatively full. We haven't sold out in, like, uh, three weeks. But, like, man, it's been just the energy in the room has been so much fun lately. Last show, um, Ralph was the host. Um, and the, the way we, um, the host kind of, you know, he's going to control or he or she's going to control with what's going on in the show. They have most of the booking responsibilities if they're the host. Okay. Um, uh, that's, but, uh, you know, Ralph was like, we're going to dress fancy for this next show because <laughs> my, all my acts are going to be like smooth and like loungy and you'll see. Like jazz. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was just like, I don't even know if that's what his intention was. I think I just ad libbed what he said. He wanted it to be like fresh and, and, I don't know what the words Ralph was using, but jazzy is what I got from the vibe. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was purple the whole time in there, and it was just amazing. It was so much fun. Me nice. and my buddy Hobart um, did some two-man stand-up-ish sketch thing where we tried to sell each sell ourselves as bachelors to the audience. <laughs> but we told the truth about our lives. <laughs> like, you know, revealed a little too much. You know? Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, no, that's... That's the best uh, part about, like, stand-up is, like, you could totally make shit up, but you could also totally be, like, brutally honest, and the audience is kind of like, is he fucking with us? Yeah. (laughs) Or did he, you know, did he actually punt a dog off a bridge? And we were, like, roasting each other, and I love when someone roasts me good. It, (laughs) in a really funny way, it's the funniest thing in the world. If someone says something super funny about you, it (laughs) <laughs> it kills me. Yeah, so I had to ask, how was the the stand up out there? Like, did you were you able to do it a, a decent amount in Colorado? I mean, um, yeah, not. I mean, not a whole ton. Um, just because I uh, when I started stand up, didn't have a car, um, and I lived in Boulder where there's one open mic a week, um, and then a showcase on the weekends, and then. Uh, but when I was there, I I did the one open mic a week, and then um, sometimes like would drive up to. Uh, uh, Greeley and do this like comedy club, little rinky dink comedy club. There it was, I don't mean rinky dink in a, in a insulting way. It was like just fucking tiny, tiny. Um, <laughs> but it was really fun, really fun time. We'd go up there in a van with um, this guys like Tobias Livingston and Dylan Ames and Jamie Lonergan and some people um, in Colorado, and we'd 
have just so much fun right up in the van, go up there. Um, did that like once or twice. Um, and otherwise I was just doing this open mic all the time. And then it was in college and I went to college in Florida. Okay. Um, and in Florida, I, uh, would, I would do stand up opening for like the booked gigs that college had. Um, so that was really crazy. Cause I was right off the bat doing like 10 minutes, um, yeah, in front like, of like my whole college. <laughs> um, and then that, you know, helped me want to write material. And so when I went back to Colorado the next summer, I did like some showcases, basically this one in Boulder called the Boulder Beer Garden, um, in the beer garden. It's called the Boulder Comedy Show uh, for this guy, Brent Gill. Um, yeah, but that's a long-winded answer. Fuck. I didn't do <laughs> No, no. I didn't do uh, much comedy. It's really, like, I've thought about it, obviously, because you're pursuing it all the time. You think about your career and stuff or whatever that word means. Um, and really, I'd like, honestly, pursuing it as hard as I could only a year and a half. So I feel like that's the number I should say. But have I I've been interested in stand-up since I was, like, 10. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that was the same way. I uh, I wanted to do it for so long, but I didn't actually do it until I was 19 when mm-hmm. I was here uh, at an open mic at Columbia. Yeah. And um, so, and what's funny is, like, do you, I mean, you probably do it way more often than I do. Like, I unfortunately can only get to it maybe a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like... Sometimes when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it for, like, four years. They're like, whoa. I was like, yeah, but, <laughs> but not like, I'm not, like, not like every some night. Of, I know. So, that, yeah, that's Two shows I, a night, you know. I, I like, agree with you, yeah. I want to get in. It's hard to scale it. Like, some people are, you know, you're going to talk to people, like, how long have you been doing it? And they're like, oh, I've been doing it four years. But that means I've been going to open mics all the time. I'm addicted to going to open mics, and I yeah. get a book done showcase, and I've been doing that for three and a half years. Like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've been doing shows for a while, but actually pursuing as hard as I could like since I moved here it's just not possible if I didn't live in Denver yeah and I lived in Boulder which is just Denver is where it is (laughs) (laughs) you say that as you're wearing a Broncos shirt oh yeah go Broncos baby yeah Um, yeah I uh I totally know what you mean because, yeah, I, uh, when I did live down here in Chicago and, like, trying to go to open mics, it's not that I, uh, I wasn't as passionate about it, but, like, when you're in school or you're working a job and it's, like, going to an open mic, like, you have to make, like, the whole evening of it. Yeah. It's not, like, something that you can do for, like, an hour and then go back home. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be there sometimes two hours or three before the mic. Yeah. Got to sign up and then you're waiting those two, three hours till the mic. Then yeah. you may not go until an hour in. Uh, I, believe me, I, I'm not a fan of open mics very much, but it, it's a necessary evil. Damn yeah. it. It's, it's like taxes. Yeah. <laughs> necessary I mean, evil. And I like doing, I mean, it's, it's, I like them for the social aspect sometimes. You're usually going to see a good buddy and um, drink a beer or two or yeah. smoke a doobie in the alley. <laughs> usually riff on stuff so yeah it can be fun but yeah it's it can be a long night some nights of sitting in the same yeah in the same stool i love asking this to uh especially like i did this when uh, i had joel joel boyd on the mm-hmm. podcast um can you remember your first like genuine you were proud of bit like you're like all right i'm not just some guy who's just standing up there talking like this is like a this is something I'm proud of. I've kind of crafted it. It was uh, in um, college opening for uh, a New York comedian, Ben Haig. Um, and he was at my school. And I had a bit about um, basically about uh, 
like the way how the hiring process of like the British guards in Buckingham Palace <laughs> and like how those dudes are like constantly quiet and how that interview process went and it was just a dude asking questions like what what are your qualifications for this job <laughs> and then the guard would just <laughs> no, this is not a good podcast joke, but he's just silent with the most British face on. Yeah, and that, then, that's and then, the point is, like, usually in an interview you want to be talkative and likable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just stoic. Yeah, and then this guy, the guy's like, oh, very impressive. <laughs> like, you're, you're hired, my man. And I don't know, like, I've, I've, that was one of the, and then I did some Bush stuff right when he just, like, um, you know, he was still technically relevant, I guess. Um <laughs> And then I had, I always had, I've always had football jokes, so those were easy. But yeah, I was opening for him and just had a good time, told a bunch of jokes and they went well. Um, but yeah, that, that one comes first one comes by. I still tell that joke sometimes, the British. Yeah. One. Definitely have some of those. I think that Don LaFontaine one that we were doing earlier is <laughs> one of those, which is, yeah, I like that joke. I definitely, um, I definitely have heard the Pablo Francisco like he does that yeah, voice. Yeah, that's why I so loved it I, as a kid. I really try to like stay far away from whatever he's doing, you know? And I've never gotten shit about like doing the same voice as a dude, but I always yeah. have in the back of my head, I'm like, is that, am I doing someone else's bit? Because that's like the the number one like no-no in stand-up. Yeah. Stealing I mean, someone else's I would thing. never steal, and like I, I have that bit so memorized so that I yeah. can stay far fucking away because <laughs> I love that voice but you you know yeah, well, I, I, mean, I try to put it in different settings and not make it just about him and if you really think about it like he can't be the only one to do that yeah voice. I mean <laughs> like it's yeah it's, uh, it kind of you can't like kind of like patent like a joke like no. it's it's you and I totally could tell because that's where I started doing that voice as a kid was I saw yeah. Pablo Francisco because yeah. he he's like that's his thing though is like voices he's like great he'll, he'll do Arnold then he'll do that then mm-hmm. he'll do Kermit the Frog he'll do all this shit I do a lot of voices too I love yeah. it yeah um, yeah and I, I wish I could I could do that like I can only do a, like a couple but none that I would want to just go for on stage yeah. and uh, but like I could totally tell as a, a fan of his from when I was younger and then you were doing yours like I could tell the difference yeah so it's not like you saw him and then you straight up did his bit because like, you know I try I don't I like I like definitely try to stay away um from like doing it about TV because I feel like that's what Pablo Francisco's is about yeah um, definitely and he like talks about how this dude couldn't have other jobs um and then he just does a commercial yeah like or he'll do he'll do like a full-on movie trailer yeah like and that's what he mostly does and mine's just about I do like a, P- a pot PSA yeah in that voice and, and you kind of did talk it. about his kids yeah exactly you were yeah. you talk about the, the actual narrator that dude's life yeah yeah um so yeah I mean I uh <laughs> this actually happened to me uh earlier this summer um I was bringing back a bit that I had done a, a few years ago. Um, I just wanted, just felt like telling it again. Yeah. And it was basically like, uh, I think Halloween is the Christmas for pedophiles. You know, like they dress up in these little outfits. They come straight to your door for the candy already. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the worst part was like I was at the, the Comedy Shrine in Aurora. I'm looking at my list. That's 
one of my like sort of closing bits. Yeah. And then the comedian, two people before me, does it almost like he does it not exactly word for word, but like he does it in like a better way. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And like I even when he got off stage, I showed him my notebook because it said like Christmas for pedophiles. Like he said this straight up the same thing. Yeah. And I talked to him after the show. I was like, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Parallel thought. Yeah. I. Uh, he's like, yeah. Well, you know. He's like, don't worry, you know, I wouldn't think that you, you know, you stole it from me or anything. I was like, yeah. all right, well, good. I'm glad neither of us are getting on the other person. Like, oh, you know. You, you, you peeked over my shoulder, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, because, like, especially, like, I don't do stand-up enough to, to where someone would much less steal my bet or, like, uh, an audience member or someone else besides me would know that it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. nowhere near that level. Um but yeah, that's always an interesting thing on stand up for me is when you're, you, you have this bit you've worked on for a while and someone else. Like, oh, it's the thing. ultimate. I mean, it's got to be on your mind all the time to be as, you know, you know, just definitely try to be original. Make sure yeah. your stuff's not coming from anywhere else, but like random thoughts you have in your brain. Yeah. For and me. That's why sometimes when I'm getting the, like, I'm sitting down and I'm like really feel like writing new material, I make sure that like I don't I'm not watching stand up while I'm doing it or I haven't yeah. watched it like the night before and maybe something kinda I truthfully sunk in. don't watch much stand up for really? that reason because I'm scared of my brain subconsciously <laughs> doing stuff. Like I have my people that I really like to watch a lot, but like um I don't think I'm very uh like it's just because I like their style and they do they hop their energy and stuff like that. Like yeah. Robin Williams Love him. Chris D'Elia. I think Chris D'Elia is fucking very funny. Yeah. Uh, Brian Regan, Pete Holmes. I watch them because they're my heroes. Because I don't... Because that's who I want to be like. Yeah. So I don't want to steal any of their... I don't want to subconsciously say anything that's like them because I want to be like them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I want to be in an original vein of of their style of comedy, for sure. Um, But yeah, it's the other stuff that... Like the other comedians that I might ne- necessarily like, but I don't want to spin their premises or anything like that. You know, it's exactly. just, it's just hard. You got being original is the hardest part about comedy. But if something was close enough, or just like you know, word for word, exactly what I said, like the situation you were in, I would definitely probably just surrender it. You yeah, because I mean, you, no you, can't, not. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't latch onto a joke. You no, know, you got to kill your babies. <laughs> Sometimes I, I love that phrase. Yeah, that's a good one. For sketch writing especially. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you're writing a sketch and it's just not working. Because, like, for example, I have a sketch show going up at I.O. Um, starting in October. And, um, you know, we had to, we just did our first round of, like, kills. You know, we had, like, 70, 80 sketches um, wow. that we had written. We're probably only going to have, like, 12 or, or 15 for, like, a... I think we're going to do a one act for the first two weeks and then add some for the second two and do a two act, but um, not sure. That's just an idea. I am actually going to present at rehearsal this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 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 crazy. I can't even imagine because I, I, I've never... One thing I've wanted to try um, at some point is writing sketches for the stage. Yeah. I've only written them for YouTube. Yeah. Um, where it's stuff that we can edit and we can, you know, uh, you can add humor with camera angles mm-hmm. or music or whatever. And I just can't even imagine <laughs> 70. Like, you guys, how many How many mm-hmm. are you in that IO group? Um, there's seven of us. Um, so, 
uh, yeah, basically we, and we have a director too. Um, oh, okay. So we meet every Sunday and yeah, we meet for a couple hours and pitch. And then, so everyone brings two pitches. So that's like 14 sketches for however, however long we've been doing it. So probably have more than 70, 70 might've been a low, low ball on it. That's, but, uh, <laughs> that's still insane. So if you had to pick, you write, but also perform, mm-hmm. which do you prefer? Oh, if per- you could only do one. Performing, for okay. sure. So um, you would rather, you know, if some situation happened, like someone else does the writing, but you do the performing, opposed to... Yeah, that'd be my preferred, for sure. See. I'd like, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to be in a... I've never had a situation where I'm doing someone else's... Well, actually, no. I've done a couple uh, sketches at the Storefront Theater that it was someone else's material, but... Um, it would be nice to have it be someone else's material uh, on on stage. And you'd be like, ah, I didn't write this shit. Fuck <laughs> 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 it. Like, that's what you should do. If yeah. the joke's bad, you're like, well, I didn't write it, folks. <laughs> yeah, but so far, everything is bearing my soul on stage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, that's true. I mean, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I prefer writing myself. Um, yeah. Uh, that's why I've never quite been, like, in many sketches or worked on many things live because I just... I don't know. I feel like I'd fuck up the lines or, you know, yeah. I'd, uh, the, I'd be waiting for my line. And I'd just be looking weird. <laughs> like, a, yeah. like, it's just like, what do I do? do what do I put my hands? Like, I just and, love performing <laughs> in front of people. Like, I think, if, I mean, I've done much stuff in front of cameras, but like, if I had to choose between that, based on my experience now, I would definitely rather just be like a stand up, like yeah. Brian Regan, it never do a movie. Yeah, that's and just do do stand up forever. Cause yeah, that that shit. There's nothing like getting in front of people and just seeing them laugh at your dumb, 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 dumb thoughts. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yes, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I uh, sometimes I get in a funk where uh, I'm just busy. I don't have a chance to go to an open mic, and then pretty soon all I know. Uh, all of a sudden I look and it's been like a month or two since I've actually been on stage. Mm-hmm. And then I start feeling like, oh, well, like, is my shit just not as good? Should I, you know, because I want to do new stuff, but I don't want to, you know, bomb. And then it's five minutes of new stuff that's not working. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I know the rookie thing is to do five minutes of new stuff. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the comedy shrine. They're usually pretty nice there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do five minutes. You know, if it sucks. Oh, well, I did the rookie mistake. But if not. Then hey, that's, that's some, good. You and I, uh, I tried something new. I, uh, I went up and I, uh, I sat down on the stool. Yeah. I never do that. I always, I walk back and forth constantly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just gonna fucking sit. And you know, I made a joke about it that I was like, oh, I'm tired. You know, I had to walk all the way up here. You know, yeah. <laughs> all, all the way up this stage. I'm gonna sit down. Yeah. I'm exhausted. You know. <laughs> I love sitting down, for sure. Sometimes. I had did two shows in Boulder last time I was there. The Boulder comedy show is like now added a second later show, and in the second later show it was a, a definite like tool. I almost said to like use the stool because uh, the the stool was the tool. Um, I uh, <laughs> am a tool, um, but yeah, I had to like sit down because the audience was just low energy, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna get low with you guys. Like we're gonna. We're gonna chill. Like I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna talk to you. We'll just hang out. Like don't. <laughs> I won't try too hard. And did you kind of flip them around then? Yeah, it ended up. I feel like got it. Got it, got them on my side towards the end because you just were like, you know. Sometimes I feel like you just have to, um, not try to force it on them and just let them force it on you, and then you kind of like match their stuff, and then yeah, you work it together. Yeah. Um, 
because sometimes the energy is just not there. And if you're a high energy comedian, you just got to be like, okay, all right, we'll hang out. Or if they're <laughs> easily offended, you got to be real nice to them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's one thing I love dabbling in and, uh, I've kind of steered away from it. I may do somewhat dark, but, uh, that's what I tried to do when I first got up there mm-hmm. was just try to be very dark. And I almost loved getting the groans. Like, people were like, aww. <laughs> and then I'm like, aww, what? You know? yeah. yeah, I don't have a dark joke in my book, I don't think. Not really that joke, dark. I have one about adopting, um, which is probably my most. Uh, it's a, adopting through tryouts, <laughs> which is definitely not in good taste <laughs> at all. And I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm a freaking sissy when it comes to offending people, so I don't tell it that often. Really? Yeah, I but, wouldn't get that from you. Yeah, I mean, I like being I, I, I'm crass with like my friends and stuff like that. But on stage, I really don't want to be offensive. I like. Okay. I would like to be just funny. Yeah. Um, I get offensive humor, I, and I like it. I yeah. like I love dirty humor. No, but, that, but that's interesting that you, you like you self. like hearing it, but you don't like. Yeah, I don't really replicate that. it that much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't sometimes I'm like I just would rather not talk about my own dick up here <laughs> like and I'd rather talk about like the the like panthers hunting llamas like I, <laughs> like just I, I don't know I, I don't I'm not gonna say anything revolutionary or new about my my, my pe- the human penis but yeah. uh I think everyone's covered it <laughs> I, I definitely would much rather just say something extremely dumb about nature or just some just like off thing that I thought of the other day yeah. but that's just me you know like, no that's I mean that's, that's totally a style what you, I'm working towards you're going for uh, a more general audience that can reach a wider you know like yeah. you when I go for like the dark humor like it's gonna be pretty split it's mm-hmm. gonna be either offended or hilarious yeah it's, it's hardly a middle ground but it's worked I mean there's been some dark dark humorists that are <laughs> huge you know yeah. like freaking Louis C.K. Louis C.K. for one Hicks <laughs> like I mean there's just so Carlin was pretty dark sometimes yeah. you know Richard Pryor I mean they they yeah. delved into the <laughs> to the dark arts for sure <laughs> I, I might so it someday but for now so uh, because you're both the producer and then you also host the, mm-hmm. the Chill as Fuck show, and I mean you've hosted other shows as well. Yeah. Um, is there sort of maybe a different style you go for because you're hosting, or do you just treat it like another five minutes or oh, no. long you have? Um, I definitely try to treat it differently. You got to talk to the audience as a host, um, and your your objective is different. I think when I'm doing like a five minute guest spot, I want to just like fucking go out there and kill. Or if, um, but if you're doing um, a host spot, which is usually about five minutes up top, you want to talk to the audience and just like, I mean, uh, make them comfortable. And really, I feel like your job is to make the next guy have a killer time and just kind of, you know, you want to lose them up. Tone. Yeah. So I, I usually um, will like do a little crowd work and then you have like a little like wheelhouse of of a joke or two that could maybe be brought up through a regular interaction like where you're from or something like that like oh you're from there I'm from Colorado Here's blah, 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 or something like yeah. that like you can make it seem natural but I definitely will tell a joke that's pre-written up top but you want to try to seem like it's natural and and just massage the audience a little bit and um, yeah. also it's good to um, I feel like sometimes some self-deprecating up top because you want the host to be like goofy fun 
Yeah. Goofy fun guy, not like a guy who's like, I'm the mean fucking host. You guys behave yourself. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be like, yeah, look at me. This is fucking fun, right, guys? Like, yeah. Well, fucking I cheer. The, I know the host that will come up and, you know, standard thing in comedy is you want more of the crowd together and towards the stage. Mm-hmm. You don't want them spread out because, like, it just – laugh – Laugh is infectious. Yeah. So like that's why you know like when I worked at a at, at the comedy bar, you know, mm-hmm. we would try to sit people close together and towards the stage. Yeah. And uh, I, I know hosts that would be like, "All right, guys, come on, move on up, yeah. come on up. I'm not going to get the show started, so you move yeah. up." And I was sitting there, I was like, "Fuck you, I want to sit here." Yeah. You know? <laughs> as an audience member, like, yeah, so I understand as a performer, and you know, you want them close for sure, but um, just let them let them be. I would never tell someone. Or order people around right off the top. Just <laughs> again, though, because I'm a sissy. But <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just a big old teddy bear. Right? Uh, you don't want to offend anyone. Man, well, yeah, I don't. I would. Yeah, just want to be nice, man. <laughs> want to be dumb and nice. <laughs> that's that's. I I love the word dumb these yeah. days. I've been saying it a lot. So I gotta I gotta ask though. Um, huh. You know, you've been doing the Chills Fuck show for a little while. You've done some other hosting things. Yeah. Any. Stories or situations, you know, maybe a heckler, something that just like it stuck out as like, oh man, that was rough. Or you know, maybe you uh, you were doing crowd work and it just wasn't working. Anything like that that you can uh, always mm. comes to mind. Well, you'll get the occasional just person that'll just stare at you and not say anything <laughs> when you ask him a question. Um, the roughest uh, crowd work experience I've had. It's, it, I haven't had any recently, to tell you the truth. Last night I had someone, at a, at, I did this show called Camp, and this woman was just, like, not laughing but nodding very fervently <laughs> at my joke. <laughs> She's just like, I understand the yeah, humor. I was talking about how David Attenborough should commentate on sports, <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> like, she was nodding like, mm, mm, yes, mm-hmm, that... Hurrah! Like, I, like she was about to do a war cry or something. So I said that to her. I mean, that was the last time I talked to an audience member. But last bad actual like good story was bad good story was there was a, just the Sunday show. I'm, I've talked about the Boulder Comedy Show twice now, but um, this is like the worst heckler story. She was just this drunk girl dressed in a Broncos cheerleader. It was a Sunday show, so it was right after the Broncos game, and uh, she was just talking the whole time. Um, and I was she doing. Didn't give a fuck. Yeah, she was the worst. <laughs> and um, I was doing the uh, Don LaFontaine ish bit, you know, the the movie announcer, the ESPN pro intro outro guy, you know. <laughs> and she was like telling me, she was like, I tried to ignore her for like twice, but she basically was like, "Say go Broncos" or something like in that voice, and like. Oh, she was the worst. And then after, all I said to her was just like, shut the fuck up. And and that's all I said to her, and we got a good laugh. But then afterwards, the headliner went, and his name's Sam Talent, and he's like a Denver staple. Now now he's a Las Vegas guy. Not really a Las Vegas guy, but he lives in Las Vegas. But like when you mention Denver comedy, usually people are like, oh, you know, Sam Talent. Um, But he (laughs) went up there and just... Spent 20 minutes talking to this girl <laughs> and destroyed. You can YouTube that. Sam Talent destroys heckler, all those destroys heckler thing. But it's got a bunch of views and it's fucking hilarious. That was, yeah. I, uh, have I've you been, had that? I've been pretty lucky that uh, if anyone, I haven't really, I wouldn't call them hecklers. Like there, there may be someone that will shout something out. Yeah. But it's usually not rude. Like the latest one that happened was at the Comedy Shrine. 
um, I was doing a bit about uh, dildo factories. Yeah. The fact, <laughs> the fact that there are factories dedicated solely to making dildos. And, like, just the thought of, like, you know, like, there's probably, you know, women that work there, like, like an old Mexican lady that's just like, oh, I shaped the shaft, you know, like, just talking about the, how ridiculous that is to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I brought up how, you know, like, these are the things I think of because I work at a bank and I can't, you know, I talk about that here because I can't talk about that to people at the bank. And a guy just goes, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I was like, why not? Uh, how about you go to your bank and talk to your teller about dildo factories and see how that goes over <laughs> uh, quickly before the cops get called. I, oh, and, you just jogged my memory. Sorry, keep going. Keep <laughs> no, going. Yeah, no, that was it. It was just like, it was kind of like, why not? Yeah. And it was just like, really? Like, I was up here for like five minutes. Yeah. And now you decide to just pipe in like right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was up at Zany's Rosemont and um, the, f- the first and only time I've been there and uh, did a, a joke about weed. And the, like a group in the front just goes like, "We're caps, <laughs> we're all caps." Just like told us we're fucking. He's a police officer. While I'm doing my pot joke, I'm like, "What does that fucking mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, am I arrested? Does that mean the... I can't tell this joke? Like, <laughs> Do you have a warrant to stop this joke? All right, I'm sorry, officer. I'll go. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. Jump to our other segment, uh, I Hate People. Oh. Chance to just vent on whoever the fuck you want. Uh, basically, uh, mine is a little more abstract. It's a little more other... Uh, it's not exactly a particular person, mm-hmm. but uh, over the past year or so when I've been working at uh, my shitty-ass bank, I talk about it plenty on the podcast, can't stand it there, so I've been looking for some other jobs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, naturally I look at s- stuff online to apply for, and I get called in for the interview... And one of my biggest pet peeves is they don't post how much the job will pay online. Mm. They wait till you come in, yeah. you sit down, you go through like, you know, hour, however long the interview is. And then at the very end, yeah, we're looking to pay about X amount. And then as soon as you hear the number, because anytime you're looking for a job, you know a number in your head what you need. Yeah to budget out everything and I'm just, I didn't say this but in my head I was like nope just wasted the last uh, hour and a half of my life yeah damn and like I, I feel like that should just be some sort of law like mm-hmm. if you're posting a job online you the gotta pay say pay should be there for sure or or give me a range yeah you know oh it's 10 to 15 an hour it's, yeah. it's 12 or 13 you know, give, me a, give me a range yeah. that way I'm not going in blind yeah cause you know you gotta when you're working another job trying to apply for another job I gotta schedule for like you to do that interview on my day off. Yeah. I gotta, you know, gotta put the suit on, gotta print the resumes, drive yeah. wherever the fuck it is. And they just Mentally don't. prepare? Exactly. Because you gotta come up with all the bullshit answers. Why do you want to work here? Well, I believe in this company, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like the message you're trying really to send. really research you for ten minutes. Like yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm gonna repeat some stuff from your website. <laughs> that was the one time they asked, like, what'd you think of our website? And I was just like... Yeah, it's very easy to use. Yeah. You know, I didn't look at it. It's cool. <laughs> nice gra- gra- graphics. Graphics. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got graphics, man. <laughs> I was glad that, uh, you know, it wasn't complicated. Yeah. Seemed like you had everything it needed to be there. I was Color <laughs> scheme was... <laughs> nice. It was French cooking. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I just can't stand... That, like, they don't put that thought into... The potential hires, like mm-hmm. uh, we need to know how much we're going to possibly get paid before we put 
X amount of time into yeah. coming for this interview. Yeah. So uh, that's my I hate people. Chris, you got yourself uh, yeah. someone you would like to bitch about? Um, yeah, mine's just a general uh, group of people as well, my friend. Um, it's people <laughs> that uh, don't look before they pull out of their parking space uh, or just don't see bikers because I bike oh, okay. all the time. You're one of them bikers. Yeah, and oh my gosh, the amount of times I've had to like swerve around idiots that just like... <laughs> Are just pulling out of their parking space. I'm going. Or just coming slowly out of like a driveway or a parking lot or something. And they're just like, oh, I'm sorry. And, oh, man, just look or be slower or just bike, you know? <laughs> bike like If you live in the city, get a bike. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'll admit, yeah. I when I lived here, I didn't bike as much as I probably should have for yeah. exercise reasons. But uh, I made sure that when I was a biker, I wasn't one of those asshole bikers. Because mm-hmm. there are some out there. I'm there an are asshole some... biker for sure. Really? <laughs> well, I'm not like a prick like, I mean, swerving gonna... in front of cars, but I will yell at you. Oh, no. I don't. Yeah. That's just human nature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. I mean, the people who will go like in front of like a red light traffic, you know, oh, just yeah. totally, you know, mess up everyone else. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've been in the car like, what the fuck? Yeah. But... Those guys are on, like, fixies, and they're like, I can't stop now. <laughs> the brake doesn't work. I'm sorry, there are no brakes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I couldn't, when I did bike, I couldn't stand that either. People that couldn't bother to just, you know, give a, give a little look-see. Give a little you. look-see. Or when you're, if you're going to open your car door. Oh, oh man, yeah. It's my nightmare. Yeah. You got to, you got to do the, 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 the slow, uh, creak and peek, yeah. as I call it. Yeah. You creak the door open, you take a peek. You use your oh. rear view mirror. Yeah. Maybe, like... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the creek and peak's real good. Because if you're creek and peak, you're going to get yelled at if a bike's... I'm going to patent that creek and peak. Do it. Get on it. Watch out, though. The copyright... Shark Tank. I I don't know why you would need to go on Shark Tank. The damn copyright office (laughs) servers are down. I was trying to get on there earlier. Yeah, trying to... To patent a Seinfeldian phrase. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's creaky, my dream. Are you gonna kill me, old cricket pig? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll admit I do have one other that's like that. I wish I could be on Seinfeld and just pitch that to Larry David and see if they use it. Uh, a no go photo. No go photo. It's when someone looks really good in person, but they're in a photo. They're a no go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is uh, this has definitely been fun, Chris. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks I for mean, having me. I'll be honest. One of the things I love about doing this podcast is it's just reason to just sit down and chat with someone about comedy yeah entertainment whatever um just shoot the shit shoot the shit yeah so uh feel free what would you like to plug you you got uh chills fuck show oh, yeah. you said you have a show in io coming chills Boga. yeah sure the chills fuck show every saturday uh at ten thirty um until the end of no until the end of october and then uh starting in, on october 6th um, we have a show called, so far it's called um, Sweet Hot Jazz, uh, but we will probably be re- renaming it in the time being. <laughs> but the time slot is the same. Just find yourself at IO Chicago at uh, 10.30 p.m. every Thursday in October. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You got a, a Twitter they could follow? Maybe get uh, um, updates and whatnot? Oh, yeah. What is my Twitter name? <laughs> um, I, I can't really remember it. I never... Got to get yourself a website, man. Yeah. I don't post have a, all, don't post have a website. Post all these shows. You're, you're a busy guy. Yeah. I'm How doing do it all on up? Facebook. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What am I on Twitter? I am at 3 I G G I N 5 
<laughs> it looks like my nickname in college, Biggins, but saying that out loud is just going to be impossible for me. I'm going to have to like press the back 15 like, the back 15 four or five times. Yeah. What is he on Twitter? It's not oh, God damn it. It's not worth it. I hate this guy. He's been so awful. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, please, everyone, check out those shows. Uh, Chris is a very funny guy. I mean, if you don't believe me, check out, even just on our YouTube channel, the five minutes he did uh, for our Entertainment Buffet live show. Definitely, Chris, if we do another live show, you're going to be one of the first ones we call. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, Definitely. Appreciate Uh, it. And, uh, yeah, good luck with uh, the rest of the Chill Fuck show wrapping up and this new show at I.O. Thank you, dude. Um, if you ever want to come out, I got a comp ticket with your, your, oh. you and your wife's name. Oh, me and my wife's name? Yeah, oh, why right, not? Yeah. Wives. I said wives. Uh, <laughs> you and your <laughs> wife's <laughs> name. Don't, don't, don't tell about the other one. Oh, shit. Yeah. We can edit this part out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll do, like the, the, like, the old Flintstones thing where, you know, I'll sit on one side of the room with one wife and one with the other. Oh, and Jesus. I'll run back and forth. <laughs> Skedaddle back and forth. I, I don't think my wife actually listens. To this. So <laughs> luckily she won't be like that wasn't very funny. Well, she can come to the show. <laughs> so she can come to the show. It's on Chris. Uh, but yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, yeah. dude. All right, man. Well, yeah, check out his shows. Uh, as always, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. You can uh, listen to other podcasts with comedians such as Chris, such as Joel Boyd. Um, definitely have to have you on the podcast again. Thanks, uh, maybe get a few of you guys together and just shoot the shit. Yeah, just, buddy. And talk all about comedy. I can talk about it for hours uh, and and not get sick of it. At all. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so also check out our YouTube channel. we got new content coming your way, guys, including sketches, web shows, uh, other podcasts, whatnot, entertainmentbuffet.com, kind of a little hub where you can find everything as well. But, uh, yeah, anything else you'd like to shout out to, Chris? Or Keep Boulder fucking weird. <laughs> Keep Boulder fucking weird. Don't turn it into Los Angeles. I don't want that hotel going up on the hill. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you got your little PSA. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you if you want to move to Boulder, Colorado. I'll say out. <laughs> I'll send not just this clip, but this whole podcast to them. Be like, hey, Chris yeah. Higgins. Uh, and they're like, where the fuck is the thing he says? And hey. it's the last five seconds. Yeah. My PSA is if you have a really large trust fund and you want to move to Colorado because weed is legal, don't. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. All right, Chris. Thanks for coming on again, man. Thanks for having we'll me, We'll talk dude. to you later soon.